0: Wow, the tables have turned very strongly here. We got Matt drinking claws while I'm drinking McCallum 15. Is this opposite day? What's going on here? I'm just trying to stay hydrated
1: today, being responsible. You know, it's a great way to stay hydrated.
0: Uh, I was reminded. What year is that?
1: 18? You're drinking.
0: 15. It's a 15. Oh, I like 15. Solid. This is actually
1: uh gifted to me,
0: my family, by our good friend Jeff Van Drew uh, for the birth of our firstborn. So thank you, Jeff. Oh,
1: dope. We just saw. We just saw Van Drew. Um, I think 15 is what we drank, is what I brought to my first uh, TFTC episode, episode 20. Yes, yes it was. Oh. And, uh, a lot of history shout out to I drink.
0: Shout out to Michael Hawaii. I believe he got us a, a 12 for Saturday. Was it a 12 or a 15? What were we drinking on stage on Saturday?
1: Was it an 18?
0: Might have been an 18.
1: No, no, definitely not, right? It must have been a 12. I think it was
0: a twelve. It well, was delicious. Anyway.
1: I appre- we appreciate it.
0: Shout out to Michael Hawaii and shout out to our uh, Australian freaks um, for the bottle of, of scotch as well. It was delicious. I actually enjoyed that more after the recording than during the actual recording. Oh, it was but good. I the want red you- breast. Thank you, Aussie yes. freaks. I want you to know that uh, it was enjoyed. Uh, and the and the beauty about getting bottles of liquor at these conferences is that you have to
1: drink them before you leave you cannot bring them on the flight so it's a rule check it is known yes um and shout out to, to gary you. leland and everyone else who helped put together the Bitblock boom conference it was it was absolutely fantastic it was so good to see so many friendly faces again
0: yes and for any of you freaks who may be worried out there i'm feeling perfectly fine no uh no respiratory issues i did responsibly uh stay home from my family until i uh i got a negative COVID test I went and got one on Monday, came up negative, feeling good about that. Matt is still quarantining because he can't get access to a, a quick test.
1: Just trying to be responsible here. Um, I have to say, though, you know, if, if like there aren't a lot of positive tests, like it's going to completely change my, like a positive test results coming out of that conference, it's going to completely change my opinion Yeah. of where we stand right now with this virus. Yeah, Matt and I,
0: before we hit record, we're trying to determine at what point does that become clear? Do you start the counter from the moment you uh, touch ground in the hotel that the conference held at? Is it start in the middle of, of your stay at that hotel or, or at the end when you leave for the
1: airport? It's all very very fuzzy to me. What's well, last exposure, Marty? Um, but the, the, it's kind of ridiculous, this whole idea, like it could be two weeks without symptoms. I don't know. Yeah, it kind of sounds. Uh, But anyway, Marriott did a great job uh, complying with local regulations and hosting us. They were a fantastic host. Um, Absolutely legendary from Gary and crew for bringing this all together in the current environment. Um, So just super appreciative over here. Had a great fucking time. And shout out to, to everyone who came out. You know, conferences is only as good as the people who show up. It was a
0: strong group of people. Uh, again, shout out to Gary. Always an incredible time at Bitblock Boom. I'm honored that we uh, we were able to do the, the last sort of goodbye to the conference with the live episode. It's always fun doing a live episode, uh, getting to meet the freaks in person. And uh, it feels like more of a conversation than, uh, well, this is a conversation as well. It's but completely a, different.
1: It's 100% yeah. different. I'm still not yeah. used to it. We've only done four or five of them. Um,
0: they They're always fun though. I like getting guests up there too. So shout out to Justin Moon and, uh, and Jeff Andrew for joining us on stage the best.
1: It's the best to have have the buddies up there with us.
0: Yeah. Uh, before we move on to, to other stuff I just want to say my like low-key highlight of the weekend was uh, late Saturday in the early Sunday morning I was outside uh, speaking with some Bitcoiners out front of the hotel and Barrett Brown. Showed up out of nowhere, like at like twelve thirty at night, and just was just hanging outside of the uh, the front of the hotel, and wound up having a like an hour to an hour and a half long conversation with him before calling it quits and, and heading to the airport early in the morning. But uh, for me personally, that was like a huge like holy fuck! Like I can't believe you're here a moment. Uh, for you freaks who are unaware, Bear Brown is a journalist based out of Dallas who did a lot of really good journalism around the Stratford. Uh, uh, defense contractor leaks that WikiLeaks had I believe in like 2011 or 2012 he wound up getting uh, sent to prison for four years uh, Some would argue wrongfully so and unjustly so I think I'm in that camp uh, but it was just really interesting to speak with him in person and and get his thoughts on the the intelligence apparatus and how, how bad it's getting and he, he's not optimistic about the future of, of privacy and and tracking of the digital age
1: that's unreal. I mean he was uh he wasn't actually an attendee at the conference right he was he was one step removed.
0: Yeah, I think somebody who was there knew him and invited him later. It was like, "Hey, there's some cool people here, you should come check it out."
1: The lost he joins The Lost Tapes of Tales from the Crypt.
0: Yes. No, we didn't even talk about the podcast Barrett if somehow some way you're listening to this, uh you have an open invite to come come talk about your experiences and your thoughts on on the uh, global intelligence agencies and their their hate for privacy. In the digital age, um, yeah, it's fucking. It was, it was like Sir, I was like, "Are you Barrett Brown?" He was like, "Yeah." How'd you know it was me? I was like, "Yeah, he used to be a big fan. Still, I'm a big fan." But uh, he hasn't uh, been as public as he was when he was when he was writing about that stuff. Uh, yeah, that was my moment. What? Uh, what about you? You you had to get out really early Sunday morning. I was surprised that you you made it out. Into the airport.
1: There weren't many direct flights to and from New York, so I got squeezed on both sides. Uh, but I'm still glad I made it out there. Speaking um, of privacy, yeah, you have
0: a you have a uh, an appointed yeah I had to social do KYC worker.
1: when I returned back to uh, to the great state of New York. Um,
0: What's going on? What's that process like? How how the daily phone calls been?
1: It's not daily phone calls. So I had I had to fill out a form, and then. Uh, they called me they called me the next day after my flight and I spoke to a, like a person with the, the New York Health Department uh, and they basically confirmed everything on the form. And then from that point on, I get a text once a day that's like, do you have have you shown symptoms? One is yes. Two is no. And I haven't shown symptoms, so I've always responded two. I guess the real question is what happens if you respond one, right? <laughs> yeah, what if, what if you sp-
0: respond one and then two asterisks? Like right. it's like, like, oh, I accident, accident. <laughs> I don't know what happened.
1: So I'm, I'm not trying to find that out. So sorry, freaks. There'll be no investigation there. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, I, wouldn't,
0: I wouldn't want to send you down that rabbit hole either.
1: Uh, sorry, yeah. wrong text. <laughs> wrong text.
0: <laughs> I was texting my drug
1: dealer, my bad. But, I mean, there was more talk this uh, week about, like, vaccines and passports and stuff like that. And uh, so kind of part of me is, like, maybe now's the time to be traveling. Uh, I, first of all, it was like a breeze flying, right? It was fantastic. Yeah, flights are essentially... I flew, out of, flew in and out of Philly, and they're essentially empty. No one's allowed to sit next to you. The security lines are super short. You know, it's, it's actually... It was kind of fantastic. And if
0: you're flying Cheap. American... Uh, a little a little loophole wrap around. Don't pay for a seat. Just pick one of the blue seats when you're when you're getting your ticket. Uh, you're gonna have the aisle to yourself anyway. And if you don't, they're not selling more than two seats
1: in, in a aisle, row, right? You have aisle or row. window, basically. Yeah. So don't the pay for seats the aisle on the or window seat.
0: Yeah, just click the middle seat and just move to the aisle or window seat.
1: And super cheap, and they don't have like all these vaccine restrictions yet in place, right? Which I kind of feel like are coming. So maybe. Maybe right now is like the, the little renaissance period in, in travel. That stuff has to be unconstitutional. It takes a while to fight these things in court. I mean, do, is the TSA constitutional?
0: According to the Patriot yes, I
1: would imagine, right? I mean, the Patriot Act isn't in the Constitution. Yeah, That's true. I don't know. It doesn't ah. really matter. To, to me, I just assume they can just infringe on our rights. And then I'll let, I'll let like, the Prestons of the world... All of our lawyers fight that that good fight over there.
0: Preston Burned, if you're listening, fight hard against this one, because that would infuriate me. Vaccine no.
1: passport things.
0: Yeah. Fuck that. Seriously. No, and, like, seeing what they're doing to the kids, like, I'm... Luckily, my son isn't old enough to go to school yet this year, because it seems like a complete shit show just listening to my cousins and... Uh, sister and brother in law talk about what they're doing with their kids and the restrictions at the school and like some of them have to show up in the car pooling and they're not even allowed to let their kids out. The teachers have to come and take their kids out of the car and walk them in. They gotta wear masks the whole day. It's all
1: fucked. What's dude. weird in New York is um the like the the head diocese in, in New York, in the New York region, like closed they closed down like 21 Catholic schools uh, permanently. Like they went out of business, which is weird to me. Cause you would think for at least from my outside observing angle, you know, like you would think that, uh, that private schooling would be on the rise in this kind of environment.
0: Yeah. No, and Philly, it certainly has. I know the New York, di I mean, Goddamn catholic church system in this country is fucked because of the pedo diddling shit
1: is that uh, why it's probably like completely separate from uh yeah i imagine they, they might be separate sh- from covid
0: it's a combination of that just over i mean churches forced to close so not getting donations which drives a lot of their revenue and then just overall apathy from catholics who are dismayed by the the uh the state of the church here in america and, and the pension for priests to molest children but
1: the churches are still open it's not 21 churches that were closed it was 21 catholic schools that got closed yeah that's interesting
0: yeah i mean it's just again it's probably then it's probably the it's latter odd. people just taking their kids out because they don't want them to get diddled um which
1: can't blame people not funny <laughs> i the, mean the comment the kind con- worrying was caught me off guard
0: you can't blame them uh, i mean as somebody who's raised catholic It pisses me off, personally. Um, Enrages me. Uh, But that's a conversation for another day that won't be recorded. Uh, Different podcast. Different podcast is right. Speaking of different podcast, we did a podcast live in Dallas last weekend, and our good friends at Unchained Capital were the premier sponsor. And guess what, freaks? They're sponsored this episode of Rabbit Hole Recap. Uh, If any of you are on the sideline maybe not holding Bitcoin, maybe not securing your own Bitcoin, uh, Unchained is offering a white glove concierge service. Will they take you, take you, they'll take you from owning zero Bitcoin or uh, possessing zero Bitcoin in your own wallet to uh, multi-sig uh, using their vault programs or they'll set you up uh, for $1,500. You can, uh, you'll, they'll send you a couple of hardware wallets. They'll have a few video calls with you and they'll walk you through the process of setting up a vault and taking Uh, agency of your financial uh, sovereignty via multi-sig in which you hold two or three keys unchained holds one if you ever need to move the utxos out of the vault uh, you can do that yourself Uh, but if you need unchained's help they'll be there to be that second in the two or three signature needs to move those utxos like i said it's a 1500 hundred dollar package a part of that comes like once you set it up they'll put a thousand dollars into your vault so you get the the white glove service of setting it up uh, the hardware wallets, and a thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin for this. Uh, so go to www- www.unchained-capital.com to check this out. We'll actually have a special link to this service in the show notes and use the code TFTC. When you sign up, you're going to get $50 off. Uh, tell them we sent you. And on top of that, obviously they have uh, the regular vault program, their collateralized loans and the open source projects they're working on, including their multi-sig, Quorum Creator, which is Caravan. So go check all that out again. www.unchained-capital.com. This rips also brought to you by the motherfucking Cash App. You freaks already know all about them, but if you don't know about them, let me tell you about them. They're the easiest place to buy Bitcoin in the United States. You can stack sats sell sets, send sets, receive sats, uh And I'm saying sats, 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 sats because you can make sats the standard in the app as well. We're not uh, we're not buying fractions of Bitcoin anymore. You're stacking sats, whole sats. You're stacking whole sats. Uh, On top of that, uh, you can DCA into sats. You can set it and forget it one day, weekly, -weekly, biweekly, if you just want to have peace of mind knowing that you're dollar cost averaging into bitcoin you can do that in the cash app as well uh, on top of that they have cash app investing if you're into stonks bad day for stonks bad day for sats uh, you can stack slivers of stonks too if your favorite company is a little too expensive you can buy as little as one dollar using cash app investing uh, and because all this is connected to your bank account there's no four to five day waiting periods you can stack sats and slivers of stonks today uh, as always you should know that cash app investing is subsidiary square member sipc and when you download the app, if you haven't done it already, freaks, I don't know why you haven't, especially if you're in the United States, use the code stacking stats. You're gonna get ten dollars. And ten dollars is gonna go to our good friends at Owl's lacrosse. That's owls lacrosse, not that dirtbag owl who thinks I'm a woman. Owls lacrosse. Check out the cash app. Alright, got that done.
1: We both got awards. Our our lady, our, our fake lady counterparts, alter egos got awards. That was odd.
0: I hate that stuff.
1: It's so odd. Um, yeah. Apple's down eight percent today. That's some shitcoin action right there. Right. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh,
0: it's a bad day for stocks. David Day Trader's trying to hold the line uh he's saying that we'll be back uh there's a lot of memes of Jer- jerome powell and steve munch butts going around uh people wondering when the plunge protection team's going to come in <laughs> and quell the markets with with promises of printed money within
1: 24 uh, hours
0: ho- hopefully it can happen i mean it was so funny trump tweeting last night uh what was a or nasdaq all-time high uh, and then throwing a ding he, at Biden, and then and he used today emojis, as,
1: right? Was yeah, it, well, those are yeah. his first emojis ever as president, I believe. Really, I don't know. It's the first I've noticed. Trying to get the young
0: vote, getting close to election season.
1: It might uh, be I think the was, first presidential emojis ever, considering like he's elevated Twitter usage to the first place.
0: Yeah. I just thought it was poetic how he sent that tweet out last night and today happened right after. I know, it's it's classic.
1: It's like our live RHRs, you know, you can't help but tweet (laughs) out the local top. Right.
0: Well, I told people to sell before we started recording. I know,
1: but that's blasphemy. That's not a, you know, I I disagree with that premise too. They should just hold off on their stack.
0: I'm going to tweet stamp a tweet right now
1: uh, to... uh, to prove that you're you're speaking you're double speaking right now. Oh, this I'm definitely double speaking. I said we should sell before the next live RHR, <laughs> which was blasphemy. <laughs> I said to myself after I tweeted, I was like, blasphemy. Uh, that's what makes uh, it a joke, Marty. I know, I know, I know. But uh,
0: no, I mean, speaking of this, like, and the Fed and the Treasury stepping in. Uh, and I guess that's a good segue into topics that I had at the end of the list, but we can move to the front. The fact that uh, the Fed is now the biggest investor in the world. Uh, Zero Hedge tweeted out the other day that the Fed now owns a piece of 22,913 different securities, according to Bloomberg. So that makes it the world's biggest investors from an exposure standpoint. Uh, and then on top of that... They should buy Bitcoin. Right. Right. They should. If they really knew what they were doing. On top of that, uh, Bloomberg also reported this week uh, that the Fed's mortgage buying spree is at $1 trillion with no end in sight. And they own something like thirty percent of uh, any bonds that are backing the mortgage uh, mortgage industry right now. So almost one third of uh, debt in the in the mortgage industry. So what it was like the, the Fed mortgage-backed the securities, Fed hold- and
1: then they own the sec-
0: yeah. I think it goes beyond that too. in the back end, uh, yeah. Because remember, they started investing or buying person commercial, real estate debt and stuff like that as well. Um, so I think that they should just buy
1: well. WeWork, and then small companies can get their office space directly from the Fed.
0: Get <laughs> <laughs> those, get those low rates, lock so them in.
1: Hire me for Fed chair. These are the kind talk of a, progressive policies that I can bring to the table. Talk about a
0: corporate personification of uh, of misallocation of capital and poor poor planning for the future. WeWork.
1: Yeah, I mean they were always fucked. Yeah, so what do you, what do you think of their, their New York real estate exposure? I mean, they were, the the whole WeWork play was just a super leveraged, long real estate play. And they just put a ton of risk onto onto their, they removed the risk from the building. They moved the appearance of risk from the landlord's balance sheets, and they put it on their own. Um, and then they just had insane projections, and they tried to rush to IPO. Like, that was the strategy, right?
0: yeah. Didn't work out for re raise and re raise. It worked
1: out for the founder, whatever the guy who walks around barefoot in New York City. Right, he got his cash out.
0: That dude's such a douche. But a lot of the
1: VCs got fucked right, and uh, they didn't get their exit, and they put a lot of money in. The landlords right now, like the risk, didn't help them because now, like some of these buildings in the city, we were controls like six, seven floors of like thirty. You know, so and they're not going to be able to rent those to other offices so they kind of have to play ball you can't uh,
0: it's probably good for the other businesses in the building right they get to negotiate their prices down
1: uh, i mean look if you're if you want office space right now is a good time to be uh, or the next like the 8 d- months 9 months
0: yeah no uh,
1: the thing is everyone's ever, working remote no one wants office space that's why it's a good deal did you ever work in a we work um no I've been to like other people's WeWork's we recorded in a WeWork for a while or oh, the WeWork competitor right oh no it was a real uh, WeWork
0: yeah uh, yeah yeah that was uh, Diggs office uh, yeah our original studio South Williamsburg um, yeah I mean I worked in one for two years at a company that was a that uh, that sold offshore software services I did it to learn more about uh, software particularly back-end software but. Having that experience, like looking around at the other companies on the floor, and including my, like the company, I was like, "There's no reason we need a New York office and didn't need to work from home." But looking around, it was just like Groupon competitors, like dog walking app competitors, like in like the worst bottom of the barrel. I was like, "There's no way WeWork keeps this shit up." Like all these companies are dog shit.
1: And and the and the key was with WeWork was this was these short term leases, right? So yeah. it's like if if the majority of your leases are one to three month long leases, and a fucking crisis like this hits, like they're all other companies are just gonna be like, I'm out. Yeah, that's why the whole it's, play was just like a hide the risk on WeWork's balance sheet play. That was the yeah. that was the whole the, the whole play. Yeah,
0: and they tried to position themselves like full stack. We'll get you the the office space, and then we'll build the software for you to communicate. Yeah. And, uh,
1: very, just top things. No big yeah. deal.
0: Just top things. Um, speaking of top, you mentioned the local top uh, at RHR in Dallas last weekend. It uh, would be remiss of us not to peruse Clark Moody's dashboard. The current price of Bitcoin is $10,726. Uh, currently costs, or excuse me, $1 will get you 9,323 sats. Uh, one Bitcoin will get you five and a half ounces of gold. Right now, the market capitalization of Bitcoin versus gold is. 1.59%, and if you're looking to buy a barrel of oil using Bitcoin, one Bitcoin will get you 249 barrels. Uh, we're currently at block height 646,606, uh, the predicted next uh, difficulty retarget is September 7th, so that is four days from now, 530 blocks away. Uh, as of right now, it's projected to be a downward difficulty adjustment of 1.6%, so blocks are coming in uh, about 11 seconds more than the 10-minute block target um fees right now immediate next hour looks like we got some congestion on the network uh, 122 sats per byte if you want it immediately next block if you're willing to wait an hour it's 117 sats per bite if you're willing to wait a day you can get two sats per byte and a week one sat per byte. so it looks like you will be playing in that fantasy football league matt
1: oh you saw that i paid my dues <laughs> with uh one sat per bite yeah did it go through yet uh no it hasn't gone through yet that's uh Nick Ward's fantasy football league, uh, the sat bowl, uh, which Marty won't be joining us this year, but we have a good, uh, we have a good crew in there. You know what? I'm not,
0: I fantasy football is always something I half ass. And if sats are on the line, I can't half ass it. Like have, last year I auto drafted.
1: Yeah. A like million sats per person. Marty was free money last year. Uh, yeah. I mean, we have Gladstein in there. Uh, we have Brian Harrington, Nick Carter's joining us this year. It's a good crew. Yeah. Um,
0: um, it's a very. I love the app that you guys use. It's a very good league. I just do not have the the uh, the attention span to pay attention to fantasy, and I always forget to set my lineup, and I just lose money year after year. I need to stop doing that. Yeah, it's
1: no, a smart move. Yeah. Um, especially uh, after you auto drafted last year. Yeah. Um, let that down. The Samurai Whirlpool unspent capacity is at 1,501.49 and forty nine point forty nine Bitcoin. Uh, forty nine million Sats. Um, I want to just un- unwind this for a second because I was coming to my attention that people don't know why we th- we think that 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 number is an important stat to watch. Um, specifically with the whirlpool implementation, samurai's coin joint implementation. The idea is they want any user of the of the implementation to fall into this liquidity pool and 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 this is what this unspent capacity is so because samurai the way their implementation is set up it requires um at least two remixers but usually it's three so usually you have three remixers coming into each round and two fresh coin join users coming in so because those three keep keep coming in as remixers and anyone who is in there Uh, remixes for free you basically have this situation where anyone who comes into the pool look could be anyone else in the pool it's like the the ultimate crowd that you're that you're hiding among it creates like instead of instead of like distinct rounds it creates this like kind of cloud on chain where it's like anyone who goes in is part of like the samurai uh they, they have a word for it, but the the samurai group. Uh, so that number is super important to watch. We want to see that number go up. It's also a harder to game number because you can't keep recycling coins through to boost the number. The, it, the number is just how much is in there right now at any given time. And since I've been tracking it in August, um, in early August, August 10th, it was at 1182 Bitcoin. And now it's at... Over fifteen hundred Bitcoin, so that's a pretty big jump up. Um, yeah, so that that's why we track it. Yeah, it's uh, it's good to see that number
0: going up. Fifteen hundred Bitcoin. Is that approaching the uh, how many how many Bitcoin are in Lightning right now?
1: It's over Lightning's capacity. It's over Lightning. Yeah. Light. Lightning well, Lightning's capacity. public capacity. Lightning's public capacity is a thousand fifty-seven. Yes. And Liquid's capacity is at twenty-six hundred.
0: Yeah, around there. Um, a lot of debate about whether uh, Bitcoin locked in Lightning versus Bitcoin wrapped on Ethereum stuff. It, is Lightning failing because of that? And I think that's a good conversation to have that we don't have on the list, but I think you need to uh, separate the two because, I mean, it just seems obvious to me, at least. And again, a bit ignorant because I don't fuck around with Ethereum and I don't experiment with this and I don't use Ethereum, but from what I can Tell just from observation on Twitter and visiting these data websites, it seems that most people are using uh, Bitcoin as collateral to then turn into stable coins on Ethereum to chase yield. Where I would argue that Bitcoin locked in HTLCs uh, and channels for Lightning is is used for utility, like actually using it as a monetary good and not attempting to seek yield. I don't think most node runners are currently. Trying to, to profit as routing nodes.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's apples and oranges. It's it's more comparable to something like Liquid, um, if you want to if you want to compare um, Bitcoin locked on Ethereum. Um, basically, depending on which token you're using on Ethereum, it's either a single sig or a multi sig Bitcoin address that is just holding the Bitcoin locked up, and then they give you a, a token uh, separately, right? And there's a there's like a ledger in between that that's keeping track. Um, with, with Liquid, it's a bigger multi-sig than on Ethereum usually. And on Lightning, it's a two-of-two two multi-sig. But with Lightning, it's actually trust minimized. There's no central party that's doing it. So the security model is a little bit different. It's nice that you don't have a trusted party, but it's also harder to, like, juice the numbers, you know? Like, if you're Blockstream and you want to juice the Liquid numbers the amount of trust you have to put into putting it into that federation isn't that high. If you're one of these Ethereum token players like BitGo and you want to boost WBTC, like you can trust putting in a ton of Bitcoin into your own two of three. Um, And then of course on Lightning, it's not showing private capacity, but I would, I I assume private capacity right now is much lower than the public capacity of a thousand Bitcoin that we know of.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, it's... An interesting phenomenon to to watch on play, particularly the uh, use of Bitcoin as collateral and Ethereum apps. And so, like, one of these, quote-unquote, tokenized Bitcoin products is REN. And the Block reported yesterday, I believe, that REN's core team holds the keys to nearly 160 million of Bitcoin in a single wallet, uh, which is, whoa, what the fuck?
1: It's super easy Uh, to uh, scale that up, you know? It's just not, it's not, it's very reckless. Yes. Um
0: but they plan to further decentralize that. Yeah. They have a decentralization roadmap. I mean that's ridiculous,
1: right? To have a decentralized like if, if there's a roadmap for decentralization, it's you know it's probably a lost cause. Um, yeah. you see my tweet that I some I got I got some people angry <laughs> about the um <laughs> the yield farming. Oh no, no people t- are t- not that the stuff. Electri- the snot. electrum hacker. The the someone was using electrum and they got fished for 1,400 yeah, Bitcoin.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, so more Bitcoin than... More Bitcoin
1: than... The Lightning Network. Lightning, yeah. So here we are. We talk about, like, security all the time. You know, what's the better way to do it? All these obscure ways to get your coins lost or whatever. And then this dude, this, like, OG Bitcoiners, just has 1,400 Bitcoin, just, like, sitting in a hot wallet, gets fished, downloads, like, a, a client that's a compromised client, and just gets his Bitcoin stolen, you know? Did I, That's how early did I, we are still.
0: I thought I read a report that he was able to double spend and get that back, or not double spend or no, replace. That was someone else. Confused,
1: I think. But okay. there are people that are saying he didn't actually lose it. I don't know. It doesn't really matter to me. It's provocative.
0: Yeah, be be wary of Electrum phishing schemes. They're very rampant. Uh, easy to fall fall prey to. It Was the um, old
1: client? The old client would, if you if you connected to a malicious Electrum server, it would pop up a link and and it would download a.
0: Yeah, just always download from GitHub. Yeah, it's or
1: like use a hardware wallet would be a, is a big one. You know, this is one of the things. It's like we go into the nitty-gritty on this podcast and then the majority of loss happens from like phishing attacks and hot wallets and basic shit. You're like,
0: you're like if I had 1,400 Bitcoin, <laughs> like what the fuck? How's this dude fucking this up so bad?
1: I know. It really, what? Shit like that really makes you feel like a club. Right? It's like, fuck. I like Fuck. it. He could have put some of it into fucking Coinjoin, you know, or Lightning. Like, come on, dude.
0: You could double the samurai liquidity right now.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's <laughs> fucking crazy. You could double lightning known capacity. That's fucking right. insane. That's how early we are. We need like the whales to make some waves. Well, I think it should be organic,
0: right? Was, uh, tying that back to the uh, Bitcoin tokenized on Ethereum, I think that's very gameable.
1: It's not organic right. at all. If you look at that number, it just goes straight up. Same with Liquid, to be quite honest.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I have no need for Liquid. We've talked about this before. I mean, I'm more interested in Lightning, We're and Gulf I think, and with that, Liquid. with that being said. I'm actually very content with the pace of Lightning's build-out right now. Um, having spoken to some of the developers, I actually spoke with Ryan Gentry, who's part of Lightning Labs over the weekend at Bitblock Boom, and uh, he got me all jacked up about, about Lightning and, and the things that are coming out there and the type of use cases that will be enabled in the near future. And I think uh, I think uh, the the pace of progress right now is... Is fine with me. Again, I'm an individual. I have my own time preferences and own uh, gauges of what is acceptable and, and okay in my book. Maybe people have different expectations and are uh, not satisfied with the pace of development. For me personally, I'm, I like slow and steady. Keep it simple, stupid. Just put your head down and grind. That's what the Lightning Network Buildout seems to be doing to me.
1: No, i mean i'm optimistic about lightning i just think you know bitcoin twitter gets ahead of itself a little bit sometimes um and just uh, we're we're earlier in the process than than people would lead you to believe or, or lead themselves to believe even they're just not even honest to themselves about where we stand currently
0: what are some of your biggest gripes
1: no like like for instance like there's a thousand bitcoin in 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 public lightning capacity like there just isn't that much, you know. There like the metrics we have to measure usage like isn't that much. A lot of people are using custodial wallets, um, you know. A lot of people are using KYC custodial wallets that are just, you know. Like I love Strike, but like, kind of not really. Well, that's you know, it's 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 a, it's an adoption hack in the beginning.
0: Yeah. No, and no, I agree with that. I would concede that easily. Concede that, uh, but. Again, like with the build out, the steady pace, this st- again it takes fucking time. I'm not yelling. I'm not like. No, yeah. I'm just re- I'm repeating like this stuff takes time. So like, looking at what like the Bolt's team is doing to create a c- non custodial wallet experience that's similar to an on chain wallet where you just uh, send Bitcoin to an address and automatically opens a channel and balances it for you like that is a needed first step there's an order of operations to building this stuff out and stuff like that seems like uh on the front end of that order of operations i think
1: phoenix and breeze too are doing like fantastic things i mean i think i think the future of bitcoin is going to be mobile dominated i think for a lot of people their whole ecosystem their whole life in bitcoin will just be mobile focused yes i I mean just because our lives are yeah i think you'd be stupid not to think that right Um, i thought of the word i was thinking before is the samurai cluster so it's like Uh, when you when you go into a round you you like end up in this cluster obviously the more remixes you do the more in the cluster you are but like even just one round and like all of a sudden you could be like almost any any output in that cluster which is like kind of crazy to think about yeah it's pretty dope Uh, as long as you use your own dojo otherwise you're trusting samurai with your privacy
0: but who was it? Was it Elking that put out the percentage of users using Dojo? It was pretty high.
1: Oh no no! Did it's it? it's the Samurai team have released that number, but you, there's no way to verify it without trusting them. Oh well, they're and saying I it's w- like hot. I would argue that the percentage of users isn't as important as the percentage of the liquidity. Yeah, that's so a like. Very good point. Like we were saying with like this Electrum guy who had 1400 Bitcoin, right? Like it's presumable to think there's like a whale, a couple of whales in there with like 200 Bitcoin, 300 Bitcoin in the unspent capacity, right? If, if like those, yeah. if those 10 people that are dominating, you know, obviously it's not great if we have a, sh- a small amount of people dominating the liquidity pool, but if they're not running Dojo, I mean, if they are running Dojo, they're running their own node, then those people are still a threat, but but Samurai' is not as much of a threat anymore this yes. is what I have like a whole thread on this that I try to describe it it's comp- it's com- it's it's a complicated nuanced topic
0: yes, and we discussed it on Saturday on
1: stage kind of, yeah kind of I don't know we'll just yeah. discuss it forever probably yeah definitely one day um, i just want I just want the mob to come after me so I can just stop. <laughs>
0: And just like run you off the internet. Just
1: run me off. I'll just walk into the, I'll walk into the crowd. I'll just like walk into the distance and just fade We should away. do that together. We should do that together. We're, one we'll day. We'll do that one day for It's inevitable. I always think I'm just one episode away from, from the mom coming from me. <laughs> That's a, it's the important way to live your life in, in Bitcoin land, I think. Yeah.
0: Always have the pleb mentality. Yeah, stay humble. Um. Speaking of staying humble, we got to stay true to our listeners here uh we got to read some shout outs we did not read shout outs on stage i'm sorry matt uh made me aware that some freaks wanted us to and i can see why there's a pretty big announcement in here (laughs) that we'll get to we've got five shout outs unfortunately just logistically was not possible to read them on stage um marriott's printer was broken uh couldn't couldn't print out the, the shout outs so we're gonna make up for it i know some of these are delayed uh Ooh, the one. No, we received the Bitcoin, so I have to, I have to read it. It was paid, but it says invalid. I don't know why, but I have to read it. First one: I, Uncle Marty, do hereby solemnly swear to avow that I will never again abuse the generosity of the freaks who kindly buy Uncle Matt and I fine bottles of whiskey to share together over TFTC pods. My egregious past, where I had to fess up to opening such a bottle in abstinence. Tea- Absentia of Uncle Matt shall not occur again. Peace and love from freaks everywhere. Hey, we opened that bottle together. Uh, now no, we got a second bottle sent. I drank, I drank it, Mictors. I
1: co, I co- I co-signed that that shout out, Freak. I appreciate you.
0: Uh, I have not opened any bottle since that Mictors bottle. And how can you can you can you blame me for opening that bottle?
1: Such a good bottle. <laughs> So good. <laughs> no, it
0: was, I think it was that like the, the darkest pit of the COVID quarantine too. it was just staring me in the it's, face. I like, know oh, that's what, I
1: what, that's why it's hard to blame you. But at the same time, it's why it killed me the most. I'll, um, I, ha, Some how of the about best whiskey I'll I've ever had is that Mictor's it's like Mictor's 18 or something, right? What is it?
0: It's something like, I mean, it's it was old. founded in like 1780 or something like that. Yeah. No, but the number the of years, it's not. Yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a very good bottle whiskey. We'll I will, to make up for my uh, indiscretions, will
1: buy a bottle, uh, and
0: won't open, I'll give it to you. I won't even imbibe Well it That's myself. a pretty
1: expensive bottle. You know what? I think it's like a 200 three hundred dollar bottle, Marty. I don't expect yeah, you to yeah, buy yeah. that for me.
0: If that's what it costs to make make good on this this indiscretion, you know it's no, so big.
1: We'll just, it. just me and the freaks will just hold it above your head for a couple of years. See, I can't. I can't have that. This is why I need to buy the bottle. (laughs) Well, we we appreciate it.
0: Appreciate that. Um, This is a funny one. Uh, I guess this is two freaks have an inside joke with each other, and one will understand it once you hear this. Joey, particularly. Joey, you big-time dummy. Stop wasting your life working for nickels and dimes above your pay grade. Stop it right now, you big-time idiot. Your friend Dan. So that was a message to Joey from Dan. (laughs)
1: <laughs> That's fantastic. Um get, and this get is your what shit to get, get your shit together, Joey.
0: Yes, and this is what I assume was uh what uh one freak wanted us to read live on stage. It was sent at 3:53 Eastern uh 3:53 p.m. Eastern on the 29th, the day we recorded. Uh, the live episode and it says I'm getting married today and starting a new chapter in life without Bitcoin and all the good, honest people I've met online and and in real life. I honestly don't know where I would be today. Bitcoin and my soon to be wife saved my life. The world is changing quickly. Luckily for me, I found someone who shares my values to the core and will go to war for me. Much like the people I've never met in the flesh, but we have one thing in common. We see Bitcoin as a shining light in times of darkness a way out of debt slavery and a tool to fight off the tyrants who want to steal our time. I tear up thinking about the ancestors who were born into a system of rent sinking, nepotism, and usury. Uh, they may, they may do as time slaves and march forward. At no point in my life have, uh, have, at no point in my life have a bent have I bent to the will of others. I think there's a typo here. Uh, at no point in my life have I bent to others, bent to the will of others who want to do harm to me or my family i live by the idea that bitcoin liberty and freedom are things worth fighting for i have a front row seat here's to a uh most peaceful revolution from stan s-t-o-n stan cheers uh, cheers congrats on getting married uh knock up your wife start a family Uh, i'm very happy that your life has been saved and that you are here listening to this podcast and generous enough to to purchase a shout out I I wish you and your wife well on your journey through marriage uh, to death do you part. And, yeah, I mean, I co-sign everything you said about Bitcoin. It's providing a very optimistic path forward and hopefully a, quote, unquote, most peaceful revolution.
1: I'm just happy for you guys. Congrats. Yes.
0: Um, So this is actually two shout outs. is one shout out. Somebody had to pay for two because of the character limit. Uh, So this is a long message. (laughs) stack for freedom my fellow freaks now is the time collect all your fiat trash every last dime scrape it all together before it's too late the money printer is going and society is filled with hate the bull may be upon us and bitcoin's time has come sats are still available so you better keep getting some so stack those sats daily and stack with all your might stack during the ups and downs and even through the night stack for your future and for the ones you hold most dear stack if you are greedy and stack if you live in fear stack for your freedom and stack for a way to opt out stack when you are confident and stack when you have doubt stack is an act of defiance to a system that is flawed stack for something pure and true a system without fraud stack because it's peaceful and fixes many things stack to lift your burdens and propel your life with wings Stack if you are hungry or even if you are full. Stack if you see a bear or if you see a bull. Just remember to keep on stacking and trust your DCA. Though all your friends will call you crazy, it will pay off someday. And so this message is a thank you to our boys, Marty and Matt, for reminding us to stay humble and stack every single last sat. Love the podcast from your fellow freak at a non That was beautiful. That was First gorgeous.
1: poem. First poem. One of the freaks out there should uh, split that, split that out. Marty reading it, post it on Twitter.
0: Uh, yes. And if a freak doesn't do it in the next twenty-four hours, I will do it because that was I didn't even know it was a poem. Uh, I hope my my cadence was good there. Anon a- a- Huddle ran into that. Uh, I'm used to reading children's book r- books right now, so I think my my rhyming cadence is actually perfect for that particular shout out. I've been practicing. All right, last one. Uh, and Matt, hang hang with me on this. There's going to be a frustrating part at the end, and you'll see why. Okay, uh,
1: maybe I should get some whiskey.
0: Yes, you should. My fellow mountain men, I'm about to elope with my partner four years. Second marriage, let's go. I love you, Button. Also, behold, my new LN routing node, Bitcoin guy bad dot onion. I'm actively actively rebalancing the channels, and I invite any LN freaks, Lightning Network freaks, to open up more, uh, all I ask is that you keep a stable uptime and your fees reasonable. For all the other Linux beards out there who are waiting to set up a node, learn just two more package managers, and you can run about any Lightning Network tool. PIP, these are the two package managers, I imagine, PIP-PIP and NPM. Uh, dot oh, I stopped reading here. Okay, and NPM. So download PIP and NPM, and then you're not going to be frustrated because I don't have to read this part. I'll read it to you off air. Uh, somebody wanted me to stop bringing that. So if you're uh, looking to open up a lightning channel and you're serious about keeping your node uh, up and stable, look up uh, BitcoinGuideBad.Onion. I guess that's his public his public uh, name. That's all for the shout-outs. Thank you, freaks, for the shout-outs. We love them. io slash contribute. Um, it always brings a, a smile to my face and Matt. I watch him as I read these. Uh, we love, we love that you freaks tune in every week, and you have the um, you're passionate enough that you would send us some stats to read something on there. We we really appreciate you guys, and thank you for for all your viewership and support over the years. And congrats to the free fr- two freaks who got married over the weekend, over the last week.
1: We love you guys. Yeah. You you all make it worth it.
0: Yeah, uh, elopements. Big fan of elopements. I got eloped. Takes the pressure and the, the stress out of planning a big wedding.
1: Save some money to stack sats instead.
0: Yes. Um, treasure and keep key passphrase vulnerability. I'm getting into the list. This is a bad one. Man in the middle attack.
1: Yeah. So uh, I mean, this is like really, I don't know, it's a disappointing vulnerability to see. Basically, the idea is, is on the treasure. The keep key is a clone of the treasure. Uh, so it's the same software because uh, Trezor's open source, so they forked it. Um, the idea is, is is with the Trezor, you can enter the passphrase on the computer or on the device. Um, obviously, you should always enter it on the device. Um, the original Trezor, you can't enter it directly on the device. Uh, I, I think they made a way for you to try and use the two buttons in com- Junction with what you see on the screen. I'm not sure. I haven't used it in a, in a long time, um, but you almost you. The general rule of thumb is you want to enter it on the device, and the reason is for attacks like this. Um, well, the real reason that people usually say is because someone could take your passphrase, which is that 25th word at the end of the seed. You have your secret, secret backup words at the end. You have this one word that's your own word, um, and that's the passphrase, and it's not stored on the device. But in this case, what happens is the computer sends a malicious passphrase to your device and then your device shows you a receive address that's not at your passphrase. It's at the attacker's passphrase and the attacker can hold it ransom because the attacker still doesn't know your seed, but they know the passphrase. So they could be like, if you want to get your funds, you have to pay us. Um, So now the device confirms the passphrase on the device's screen. Yeah, that's a bad ransomware attack. Yeah, I, it's it's pretty crazy that an attack like this is, was still possible. Yeah, over this amount so of time.
0: Shout out to Shift Crypto t- team for responsibly disclosing that, uh, getting that that bounty from Tr- Satoshi Labs, and um, making sure that people are able to upgrade safely before um, before anybody uh, was attacked. Yeah, there's was a patch attacked? up.
1: It doesn't look like anyone has gotten hit by the attack, so that's yeah. good.
0: So we have links to the uh, vulnerability disclosure and uh, the blog post in which Trezor uh, announces the security patch.
1: The Keep Key isn't patched though, so if you're a Keep Key user, well, first of all, you should get a better hardware wallet. But if you want to continue using the Keep Key, uh, make sure you enter your passwords on the device. Just in general, you should be doing that.
0: Yeah, um, we already hit on the rants, or excuse me, the uh, Electrum phishing attacks. We won't repeat that. Um just if you have 1,400 Bitcoin, this will be the last word on that, that topic, Uh might not want to hold it on a single SIG, Electrum.
1: Like even if you have 10 wallet. or like two.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. If you have 1,400, you should consult uh, an expert. You should pay for somebody to help you. And the simplest
1: a, thing you can do is use multiple wallets, you know like uh, just compartmentalize I always pronounce that word wrong but if you if you separate it you know, then you can only lose one one of the wallets you can't lose well I mean you could lose them all but it makes it more yeah. difficult
0: yes um, our good friend Janine uh, has released her August, August. 2020 uh, this month in Bitcoin privacy report uh, it's a 29 minute read for any of you freaks who are interested in Bitcoin privacy specifically in a couple of the topics that are Included this month include full no deep dive into Ronin Dojo, uh, cross chain atomic swaps with Monero, uh, malicious Tor exit relays, dust attacks, the solution to Sim swapping, what is it? What is an XPUB, uh, Debating blockchain analysis and a bunch more. There's 14 uh, so topics good. pertaining to Bitcoin privacy. Yeah, shout out to Janine.
1: Everyone, go check it out. It's it's really good. And we've mentioned it before on the podcast, um, but she she's updating it live throughout the month on GitHub. So. Um, it's kind of cool. It's just an, it's a nice resource that you can follow. That's what I do. I just keep track of it throughout the whole month.
0: Yeah. Um, the one thing that's mentioned on this list that, I, that sparked a thought in my mind that's not on our list is the cross-chain atomic swaps so with at Monero. Did you see that news about the uh, chain analytics company hired by the Department of Homeland Security that claims Cybertris. they're able to... their
1: Cypher, I think.
0: Cipher yeah. trade, whatever it is, but Sorry. they got contracted out by Department of Homeland Security, and they're claiming that they can track Monero it's transactions. It's mostly bullshit. You think so?
1: No, I was looking into it. Um, so it's actually a vulnerability that Monero researchers figured out uh, that you can like re- you you can decrease the anonymity set. They call it mixins. You know, like the amount of of UTXOs that are participating in each transaction um some of them are decoys and you can remove the decoys and you can get a better idea um so monero already had patched this this vulnerability is my understanding they had already patched this vulnerability uh and cypher trace is kind of just you know riding the high from it you know they're they're surveillance company they always we, we should both not like take them we we, sh- we should not underestimate them, but you also have to remember that a lot of their shit is, is just marketing to regulators and marketing to the exchanges and, and overstating their capabilities.
0: Yes. Um, so be aware. Oh, you should have used Monero. Stand up there. Shame. Um, beware. So it, it seems like it may be a nothing burger. Uh, the Russian government... They're passing a bill. A bill is proposed. I don't know. Does
1: Does Vladimir Putin just stamp it if he likes it? Yeah, he just works? like he just decides. <laughs> you know, one morning he wakes up. He's like, all the miners need to tell me who they are.
0: Yeah. So that's basically the uh,
1: the gist of the bill is that the uh,
0: Russian government wants people that are mining Bitcoin within their borders to uh, report to them with very granular information. Technically, um,
1: all data center operators but miners also fall under it.
0: So there is a quote in the article from Coindesk that will list list to the CEO of BitRiver, Igor Ronets. He was quoted as saying, the government needs this data to monitor the digital economy development. Right now, nobody's gathering information about data centers. On the other hand, including commercial information uh, into such reports seems redundant. He's saying that they already have all this data, so maybe it's just a... a, uh, public posturing that hey we're watching you or something like that
1: yeah i mean especially for the bigger mining firms uh power analysis gives you away pretty easily yeah
0: Um, especially if you're on grid that's why we like off-grid mining at great american mining
1: but uh you know government in general has never been known to be very efficient so
0: yeah speaking of governments and bitcoin uh south korea has south korean government or a police agency under the of the South Korean government has seized BitThumb, which I believe was the largest exchange. Yeah,
1: they're the biggest South one in Korea. South Korea. And South Korea is a big-ass market, too. They're one of the biggest markets in the world.
0: Yes. Um, but
1: they got seized over bullshit. Do you see what this what the seizure was about?
0: BXA tokens?
1: Yeah, it's always the shit coins. They got caught up in the shit coins, and that's what took them down. Yeah, what well, I've never even heard of BXA. Neither have I. It's some South, South Korean token. Yeah, they like sold them. Pre, they like did some sheisty shit with it.
0: This is why you don't shit coin freaks. Shaking my head. Shaking my head too. Um, let's see, last week the Seoul Metropolitan Police Agency also seized Coinbit. So two exchanges got seized for alleg- for allegedly inflating about ninety nine percent of its trading volumes, which resulted in unfair profits of at least about eighty four million dollars for the exchange and its team. But that was the other that's,
1: exchange. That's not. Yeah, Bit yeah Coinbit.
0: Yeah. That's uh that's a that's a trick as old as Bitcoin. Uh, the the Asian exchange is spoofing volume.
1: Wash trading.
0: Yeah. I mean what was it? Okay coin and a couple others were doing that egregiously in the past. who be it? Well bet. it's
1: not there's no really easy option because the easiest way to stop wash trading is KYC AML regulation. So to to have a more privacy focused exchange, it's 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 harder to kind of enforce anything. It, that makes sense. It
0: makes total sense. But if you go on something like Bitcoin at dot org, right? Yeah. Well, like the, they have they have pretty good historical exchange data, and it's actually funny. There was a point in time where China started cracking down on the wash trading. Yeah, you just see it fall the, off a cliff. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, but like think about it, right? Like wash trading at its core is 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 someone is selling and they're buying from themselves, right? So if if you yeah. can't identify who the buyer and the seller are, then you can't enforce wash trading. Right? Yes. But isn't the
0: assumption that the exchanges are the ones doing the wash trading to yeah? Make but it I mean, look, better so exchange
1: visibility, you know, happens when you're also doing KYC, AML and following all those regulations and whatnot.
0: Yeah, but like, do you think BitMEX was doing wash trading?
1: I think a lot of people think they 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 are or were at least, and that they okay, were so they were at least trading against their customers without properly disclosing everything. That's a very common that- accusation. That is a very common exercise. And there's no way so to I prove ge- it.
0: So I guess the core of the question, and maybe you just answered my question, but there's no way to prove it is, does a exchange that enables users to sign up without AML, KYC, are they highly incentivized to watch trade? Yeah.
1: Or well, it's, it's hard to, it's easier for them to get away with it. Yes.
0: But do you think there are pure exchanges out there that offer... No KYC, AML services, and don't wash trade. I guess that's the question. I don't think
1: before BTCE went down, they were. But, like, there's no way to prove it.
0: Yeah. For you freaks who don't know BTCE, they were an infamous Russian exchange uh, that was known for basically cleaning, uh, (laughs) dirty dirty money, money laundering. Um, And it depends on what you're, maybe it's only dirty money in the definition of uh, the state, but yeah, I think a lot of Mt. Gox coins got washed or BTC, and I think Wiz actually did some chain analytics on that.
1: Matt, you're just shaking your head. No comment over here. Just, just no, no comment on the record over here at all. <laughs> what
0: am I going to be in trouble for having a comment on the? No, record I don't with think this?
1: so. I just, okay. you know, it's it's for whatever reason, it's a it's a very sticky subject. Yeah, that was a
0: that was a that was a interesting exchange Caesar though. Wasn't the uh the founder of BTC caught in like Belgium or something? No,
1: he was in Greece on uh, vacation. Greece. Yeah, that's they what it was. they drove a car, an un- an unmarked uh police car through his gate. Uh and then when he ran out in his like boxers I imagine him like in his boxers and <laughs> his like uh in his robe smoking a cigar, right? Like he runs out screaming Russian things at them, then they arrest him then. And the reason they do this kind of tactic is because your computer is encrypted when it's off. uh, And by doing that, he was still logged into his computer and they were able to go in. And and they did a similar thing when they got Ross. Um, Not, you know, not as exciting as that, but they got him in a library uh, before he could turn off the computer while he was actively logged in. Yeah, they... uh
0: had like a whole diversion thing too like hey look over here grab the computer but like
1: driving that you can just imagine like driving this car through the guy's gate he runs out like screaming what the fuck's going on and then all of a sudden the cops just swarm yeah uh damn i'm not gonna say r.i.p btc because i don't know like how how clean that exchange was but they were Those always were, good to their users. I'll go that yes, like they were. They never is, did. They they had the ability to do like really sheisty things to their users, and they never did. So
0: that is that is true. Um, I'm going to skip ahead a couple topics, and we'll circle back because I think this just ties into what we're talking about now. Uh, There's an Alpha Bay dispute, and a moderator got 11 years in prison.
1: Well, first let's uh, start with the Empire Market exit scam. Uh, oh. Oh yes, I missed that. Which is the largest dark market? I like I don't really follow the dark market world that big, but you know Bitcoin is is still you know king over there. Uh, Monero is creeping up, but Empire Market was was there was like the dark market, and it appears that there's an exit scam going on. Um, yeah, some like
0: thirty million dollars taken.
1: Yeah, I think that is that what it says in the in the CoinDesk. Yeah. Um,
0: Administrators fled with an estimated 30 million in cryptocurrency Um, Darknet Stats was the Reporting entity to break this My
1: favorite follow in this topic Is dark at dark.fail And he's got dark.fail Dark.fail is his domain Uh, But it's Dark.fail is his Twitter Account and he's just a really great follow On all of this shit he follows it all
0: Yeah, he said uh, in the CoinDesk article, he's quoted as saying that uh, while it's easy to have a sound ideology when creating a darknet market when thousands of Bitcoin become involved, greed cannot defeat all good intentions. So be careful. Uh,
1: The other thing is Empire and a bunch of other darknet sites and just a bunch of Onion sites in general, uh, these Tor sites have been under like constant DDoSs. um, And dark... Dark.fail, I think reported that they while they were battling the de- the denial of service attacks like like some server information leaked out too so they might have gotten spooked um, and I think this is where it really connects into this Alpha Bay moderator who th- this guy was he worked in Colorado he lived in Colorado and he was a dispute moderator right so he was like if something went wrong in a trade he handled that. Uh, process and like screening for scams on the website uh which is like was like an eBay for drugs and whatnot and he got 11 years for that like he wasn't like a top guy yeah it's fucked dude 11 years is a long he, time man
0: he was just an arbitrator right
1: yeah he was you know he was a dispute moderator is what the justice department called him yeah so this
0: this happened, this was sent out by the Eastern District of California, that attorney's office.
1: Um, so Alphabet was a big one before Empire. So it's like the stakes are really high with these guys, you know, and, and yeah, you never know. You never know when it's going to. I'm surprised we don't see Multisig more. Right. Well, I don't know. I don't really follow it that well, but I I assume Multisig wasn't in, in 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 play here otherwise they couldn't exit scam with what they exit scam but
0: like a hodl hodl model would make sense for this right yeah where mm-hmm. they
1: hold the third key yeah um let's say, yeah well yeah it's messier I mean, it's a
0: centralized centralized point of failure but you also have that other person with the other key you know,
1: it's it's, just but it's less more risky. complicated probably worse for privacy yeah harder trade-offs. to implement
0: trade-offs shout out to how to Hoddle. just a unsolicited shout out really love that team shout out to max and roman um great service. our friends in love great service can't use in the united states though unfortunately
1: if you use their prediction market shout, shout it out on twitter i'm curious because I, I i feel like prediction market should be a bigger thing yeah um somebody's
0: talking about prediction markets on twitter i can't remember exactly who and in what context but just ring a bell um all right back i like actually just side note here really like this foray into darker net markets and all this stuff we haven't talked about this shit in a while and
1: yeah i'm kind of sketched talking about it but we should talk about it more. why Is i mean if i mean i don't know i came to the realization the other day marty that there's over 200 hours of me talking about Bitcoin while drinking whiskey. And that's a pretty scary realization <laughs> to hit.
0: Well, I mean... I'm I'm, I'm at 300 hours at least. Pr- probably upwards of 400 hours at this point. You know what? Be the change you want to see in the world. We should be able to talk about this shit openly. I agree. Yeah, it is and scary. Please
1: contribute to the defense fund if anything happens. <laughs> I mean... We have nothing to defend. We're just speaking about freedom here. I'm no, not, Who the fuck knows, man? I'm always, not, always I'm, be uh, a little bit paranoid.
0: Yeah, I mean, I buy my pot in person. I don't. I don't see the reason to buy. <laughs> Law buys is over here.
1: On a dark net. Please market. have mercy.
0: Yeah, I don't buy pot anymore too often, um, and I'm in a state where it's decriminalized. So fuck off, that's I'm kidding. i kidding. I love you. If my FBI agent is listening today, <laughs> I hope you're doing well. I hope you're healthy. I hope you're happy. Put a smile on. We're talking about freedom here. Join us. Uh. Uh, speaking of the government, Coin Center put out a piece, Jerry Brito and uh, Peter Van Valkenburg uh, trying to quell fears that regulators are uh, going to start whitelisting cryptocurrency addresses and they're saying probably not. And um I think this came after what I mentioned on stage at, uh, at Dallas but nobody had heard about it yet It was the fact that like a Swiss two Swiss exchanges uh, completed what was said to be a FATF compliant Bitcoin transaction on chain um, and at least here in America uh, it doesn't seem like address lists are coming Yet, but as I'm sure you freaks are aware, if you've been listening to this podcast for long enough, you should expect them. Well, what at they some point what the they're future.
1: saying specifically is unhosted wallets, so so self cust- custodial wallets, wallets where you control your own keys. Yeah, you should just assume um, that all the exchanges are. Yeah, they're already a lost cause. Uh, yeah, yeah hey. I don't know.
0: Cash app holding out on that. Uh, on that, uh, what is it? What do you call those Working things? Group?
1: Yes. Yeah. Stay
0: strong, Cash App, if you're listening. I mean, Stay strong.
1: Not bullish on that, but... <laughs> <laughs> There's Take- still, they're, you know, for huge-ass regulated company that is publicly traded, you know, I think they're fighting a pretty good fight, all things considered. Keep fighting.
0: Keep fighting. Especially
1: Bruce. the stuff that's happening in, in Square Crypto Land, where they're doing the the grants paying, and, and and a lot of it's privacy a focused so it's like actions speak louder than words you know
0: yeah and they're paying a non-devs at square crypto shout out z-man if you're listening i know you are um but now that we have the fatf the financial action task force on top of mine let this be your uh periodic reminder that this is an unelected uh regulator international, supranational, and it is able to control who and when and how you can send money. And nobody elected these people. They were literally appointed uh, by uh, the party of Davos, the uh, UN like freaks, the people who go to world economic forum. You did not vote for these people. You did not ask for this regulation. You probably don't even need it. And yet this weird, obscure financial regulator based out of France is able to force Unruly regulations on you. So just a reminder.
1: The party of Davos. Fuck those people.
0: Uh, chain analysis Latin America. This is actually a pretty. Did you see the link I put? analysis. Yes. Thank you for the archive link. <laughs> I archive link. And the freak. So you don't it.
1: dox your IP address to uh, Chain Analysis. They've actually yes. been doing good. Uh, they've been doing good research reports lately. Yeah. Yeah, they
0: broke down the, the use of cryptocurrencies. Uh Fug chain analysis, but <laughs> it's
1: a good research report.
0: Yeah. Um so uh, share of value sent to Latin America by currency uh from July two thousand nineteen to June twenty twenty, so a year sixty almost sixty one percent was Bitcoin. And second, interestingly, was Tether at twenty two point six percent and behind tether is Ethereum. And then another stablecoin USDC behind that and all other currencies uh, account for 5.5% of the value being sent via cryptocurrencies in Latin America, which is um, a very interesting uh, stat. Bitcoin is
1: king and Brazil is king.
0: Yes. Um,
1: Order of countries, value received, Brazil, Venezuela, Argentina, Mexico, Colombia, Chile, Peru. Interesting. Interesting. And Brazil, right. like, way outpaces everyone. But I guess they're a wealthier country, too.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It makes sense considering their economic standing. Um, I would like to see transaction total. Transaction, like, number of transactions. Instead so I would, of it would be interested. Yeah, I'd like to see if Venezuela's got more or Argentina's you got more. get some pretty cool
1: charts, man. Do you see the top ten scams by by country in Latin America?
0: <laughs> yeah. What's uh? Oh, no. It's top one.
1: 10 scams in all of Latin America month by month. That's a classic chain analysis stat.
0: NYC tech.global, jubileeace.com. Yeah, don't Knight, go to any of these. M- these are scams. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I've never heard of, of any of them. I've heard,
0: I've heard of cloud token wallet.
1: Wishmoney.com is a great scam domain. Don't go to that domain. <laughs> yeah. Arabic club. But it seems
0: like they're, um, they're Latin America markets wising up to these scams.
1: Yeah, it looks or like maybe there's a, a pro- major drop-off in October. Maybe it's, a product,
0: maybe it's a product of the Bitcoin price. Because um, you had that spike last summer at its all-time high in July. Whenever there's right? a
1: spike, we probably see a spike in scams happen at the same time.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: That's a good. Uh, that's a good reasoning to me. Yeah.
0: But you'll never know until you... Go talk to the the creators of the scams. uh, Yeah, we'll link to the archive link there. We're not going to send you to the Chain Analysis website. Yeah, from
1: now on, whenever Chain Analysis comes up, we'll just put archive link. Yes. And now,
0: we're at the software updates.
1: Quality software updates.
0: If you're using Spectre, which is an incredible way to set up uh, an easy multi-sig quorum, uh, self-sovereign. Shout out to uh, Stepin. Snigerv, I am definitely butchered your last name, and uh, Ben Kaufman have been working on this. They actually had an episode with Stefan Lavera. Right? Snigger, I believe, yes. but um, I, I cannot say with any confidence. They
1: were just on Stefan's pod. And so you yeah, that's give what I'm that, saying. Yeah, you should give that a listen. Stefan yeah. was on Stefan's. Yes.
0: Let's go check that out. They're talking about Spectre version point. Uh, seven.
1: Yeah, zero point seven s- zero. What's really cool is, it's just a it's just an application file. So, you just install Bitcoin Core on your computer, and then you install Specter, and they they just like basically automatically connect to each other if it's the same data folder that is, if you use the default folder where you say the blockchain and they just automatically connect. If you use a different folder, then you just paste in the different folder and then they they pretty much connect right away. And you can just interface directly with Bitcoin Core and your hardware wallets, whether that's multi-sig or single-sig. It is super fucking easy to use. Like it, it definitely needs some more, you know, review time and like people like running it through its paces and looking for vulnerabilities and stuff. But like, I am super fucking bullish. Like it is, it is an amazing interface, and and I love that idea that you can just install Core and you just install Specter and you're fucking good to go.
0: Yeah, it's seems pretty dope. Like that. That thought that you just downloaded it, it automatically pairs yeah. with the folder that of course so is cool. like,
1: no Electrum server needed. The UI is nice. You have coin control. You have like very good like fee selection, granular fee selection. What's really cool is you could broadcast either through your own node or blockstream.info, which is really interesting because, like, actually like if you broadcast through blockstream.info with Tor, it, it's better for your privacy than if you broadcast out of your own node. But it's cool that they give you the option.
0: Yeah. So shout out to the Spectre team. Uh, go check out that episode with Stefan. I think it dropped earlier this week if you haven't already. And we should probably get our asses in shape and get these two on the podcast. Yeah, as I would well. love
1: to have them on the podcast. I, I met Stefan in Riga last year. Um, they also have a do it yourself hardware wallet that works with Spectre, which is really cool. He showed that to me in Riga.
0: I met, there's another person on the Spectre team that I met at Bitcoin 2019 last year. Um, they walk amongst us. They do. They do. So if you're using Spectre, make sure you update. This is a major release, I'm assuming, since it's version 0. 0. 0.0.1. Um, just go download that. Wait,
1: where's the, They released 0. 0.0. Wait, I thought it was
0: 0.7.0. Yeah, 0.7.0. Excuse oh, okay. me. I misspoke the there. Um, but that's a major release, right? Yeah, from I mean, I think, I think it's a
1: pretty big release because it's the first one where it's actually an ex- executable, so you don't have to build it from source. Yeah. Um,
0: and freaks I must apologize. This project wasn't on my It way.
1: was on no one's radar except maybe Until this week. Song.
0: Yeah. So Sparrow Wallet version 0.9.2 was released and yeah, I've just seen like screenshots and Looks awesome. Yeah, it's got well The really cool thing about it for me is like the chain, the good chain analytics um, that are included and in it's so similar to uh OXT.me's what is that called KYC.me?
1: KYCp .org? kycp.org, similar to that, but in your wallet, correct? Um, I'm not sure about that. I, I I know the coin selection. When you do coin selection, they they show you some kind of um, some kind of visualization there. Um, I don't know if it's correct to say that it's it's actually chain analysis, uh, but it's it's basically it's a power user desktop client that interfaces with Electrum server. Um, so it's kind of funny because, uh, like Electrum's like the OG in the room, right? They've been around forever, but I feel like Spectre and Lily are hitting them on the, on the more user friendly side. And then something like Sparrow comes out and it's like, maybe this is what like the, the power user who already has an Electrum server is going to use. Yeah. Um, and so here's the note they have in the release. sparrows. is different
0: from any other wallet, and that is designed for those who run their own full nodes, along with an Electrum server instance. Electrum X is recommended, as it is performant and supports call batching and in the, the full server. Too. Full server API. While running your own server might seem like a high bar, there are many pre-built node options to purchase that make it easy. Your own financial self-sovereignty is worth it, and every node makes the Bitcoin network stronger. And yeah, I think I might have misspoken with that chain analysis thing. This. Release includes full support for single-sig and multi-sig wallets on all common script types, which is pretty big. Uh, standards-based, including full PSBT support, support for all common hardware wallets in USB and air-gapped modes, full coin and fee control with modern coin selection, uh, labeling of all transactions. I know you get hard about that, Matt, so well, you'll be happy that's to That's what that. you were
1: confused about, is like the coin selection shows you a graphical display of the coin selection, which is really cool. I like to see that. Yes, I think it's good for it the mind.
0: Yes. Visualize this. Um, so that's what that was. Really
1: cool. Yeah. I yeah. love I love all these new wallets we're seeing. It's, uh, again... Exciting, yeah, The, inf-
0: the infrastructure is getting built out. And then this is something, talking about UX and wallets, I'll let you take this one, Umbrella version 0.2.6. You have actually used this one, right?
1: Well, what's really cool about this update is, so our my biggest concern about self-sovereign lightning... Is Well, one of mine is that it's such a pain in the ass to back up uh, You you have these static channel backups and if something happens best-case scenario you ought to you you're able to force close all your channels and then you recover them to your seed uh, to your on-chain seed uh, Which is obviously not ideal like imagine you spend three years four years and um, like building out your channels and your reputation and your networking and stuff. And then all of a sudden, like some kind of catastrophic error happens and the only way to recover your funds is to clear it all. Um, so with Umbral, what they're doing here is they're actually creating an encrypted secret deterministically from your seed. Uh, and that secret is used to encrypt your backup on Umbral's cloud. So, and, 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 and because it has to be updated every time your channel updates, they're sending bogus information sometimes too. So, so Umbral has no idea who, who's, because it's going through Tor, whose backup it is and and when it's being updated properly. And for the user, what that means is if you just restore Umbral with a, with a seed, with just the seed word, you get both your on-chain funds and all your channels and everything. It's like sure. one seed to rule them all. And it appears that the plan here is to basically do that for every service they offer. So the idea that you could just restore Umbral with just a single seed and get all your backups for everything could be configuration, everything, like everything that you have set up, like would be fucking magnificent from a UX perspective. And because it's all through Tor and because they have this dummy payload information, it's still privacy preserving. So bullish as fuck. Very exciting. Yeah. I mean, this project came out of nowhere within the last month. Yeah, And Luke Childs was also... He was just on Stefan's pod, so... You should just yeah. go listen. You should just be listening to both podcasts. They we're part <laughs> that, of the same podcast network as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah, it's... Uh, we have a, an unspoken agreement with Stefan to push people each other's way. Just because the content is, is that good, you know. Um, this is something I want to bring up. Speaking of Stefan... Feel for Stefan in Melbourne right now. I wrote about it the other day. the The pregnant woman who was arrested for having the gall to recommend the people in her town uh, protest the what she deemed uh, unconstitutional. Well, I don't know if Australia technically has a constitution. on uh, constitution. Yeah, uh, uh, private or uh, sovereignty inhibiting. Draconian laws, lockdown laws. Well, she she had
1: know. a Facebook post about protesting the lockdown, right? Yeah, but
0: I mean, the post is like, let's socially distance, wear a mask. Like, we just want to show up in force and say, hey, we we will comply in person, but we don't like complying. And we, we think this is going a little too far. And she was arrested. a search warrant was executed. They uh, called it
1: incitement. She,
0: yeah incitement
1: incitement they took all of yep. her devices they they took her family's f- devices mobile they took her phones phone. computers which by the way um have become for better or worse have become a necessity of her life and they know that they know they're like impacting work of like loved ones and and family members especially like school now is also remote um and then they arrested her and she's fucking pregnant and has two kids already yeah, she was, like, supposed to go get an ultrasound that,
0: that morning or something. In, like, an hour is what she said. Watching that video is, like, truly, like, disheartening. Like, holy fuck, how did I get this bad? And, well,
1: Australia was always... Uh,
0: well, don't think it can not happen here. Uh, but, with that being said, like there's a, a gradient scale of this, and I believe America is not that far gone, but we are trending towards that direction. Uh, and we need to start fighting up fighting against this number one is Americans and number two is a global society like we I think everybody across the world should have the inalienable rights that uh, were described in the Bill of Rights and the Constitution I don't think they're very much respected right now in the United States but we should fight to get those back and I think I've said this many times Bitcoin is the best extension and preservation of natural law theory and inalienable rights since the Constitution that's why I decided to focus all my time and energy on it, but holy shit. Like with that instance in Australia, like they, all the Australian freaks out there keep fighting back. They can't arrest all of you. You guys, your government, not you guys, your government is beholden to the Chinese communist party. The entrenchment of the communist party within Australian politics is, is becoming more and more apparent. And that is a complete CCP tactic is to show up and, and arrest somebody for wrong thing. I mean, somebody so got arrested for wrong thing.
1: Stefan hasn't been mincing Words, um, so I'm so I'm using him as a barometer. We'll see what happens uh, with him. But yeah, like if if a government is, is is stopping people from protesting, if they're trying to scare use scare tactics to prevent people from organizing protests, um, peaceful. That's that's compliant protests, like that I mean Every authoritarian, will the first argument they'll make is that it wasn't a compliant or peaceful protest, right? Like, that's always the slide they go with. Um, yeah. But they, you, then that's where you know, like, they're obviously in the wrong, is, is once they start trying to stifle that kind of speech. Yeah.
0: No, yeah, And you contrast that to the quote-unquote peaceful protest here in America right now that some would describe as riots, myself included.
1: Slippery slope, though. You gotta be careful with it.
0: Well, that's why I think the First Amendment... Uh, the founding fathers are very particular with the language and you have the right to peaceably assemble um which i think is a very important word yeah but let's jump
1: into a hypothetical um because the reality is obviously way more um emotional and uh politicized let's jump into a hypothetical if if there's a peaceful protest they don't like they just send in an agitator do you agree with that yes yeah. I would not I would not contend that. So that's the issue, right? That's where uh, that's where all the issues stem from. It's like a, how do you decide how do you decide where like what's a peaceful protest versus, you know, a peaceful protest with agitators versus a, a non-peaceful protest? That that's that's the the whole fucking concern the controversy. So you're trying to get at that
0: some of the the riots. Well, we're have specifically
1: been st- hypothetical here.
0: Okay, hypothetical. Yes.
1: No, because it, Not- I, it's just it's just it's just it is known. Like if you're if 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 you're a government that wants to stop a protest that's a peaceful protest, you send in an agitator. Like it's yes. it's super easy to do.
0: You make everybody look bad.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Ah, it's all fucked. It's all fucked. This is why we Bitcoin. Bitcoin is one part of all this but it is a very important part and thank you freaks for bitcoining we have anything to wrap on at the end we're, we're out of topics you have any 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 riffs that you're thinking of
1: it was great to see you in person i missed you we got to make sure it not doesn't go that long this time i know
0: yeah it's september um not many people will be down in the village by the season particularly. My in law, so maybe you should come down with the lady, with the fiancé for a weekend.
1: Yeah, that'd be great.
0: We could do that. Um, or what? a weekday or whatever. What else? A few weekdays.
1: I mean, you think Powell prints uh, within 48 hours? Um,
0: mm, I guess that would be contingent on the systemic risks, the stock market fall, poses to the system so if you see interbank lending uh liquidity start to dry up then yes he will step in but until then i don't i don't know
1: um i think within 48 hours i think tomorrow we wake up and the stocks are red again and then by the end of the maybe even by the end of the trading day they they they, they, they let something tease you know oh like be ready for the next couple of days it's gonna be it like they don't well, have the concrete say it yet.
0: If that's the case, it would be Munchen. It would be Munchen butts. No, I don't well, think it whatever. would be
1: Jerome. I, I mixed them all up. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah,
0: I I can imagine a infrastructure plan or or UBI stimulus package right. announced $1, by Twelve hundred
1: each person or something like that. Yes,
0: yes, but the Fed expanding their balance sheet outside of a liquidity crisis in the inner bank lending market seems unlikely to me. Yeah, they should but, just yeah, helicopter ch- money us yeah it's gonna happen I mean expect it
1: buy bitcoin with it yeah um are we gonna fall under ten thousand dollars Marty in the next forty eight hours?
0: I sure hope so that would that would help bring my I would make my daily stack I've a daily dollar cost averaging for a while now and I'm very happy that I've been employing that tactic uh today especially. I'm. I mean, I'm more bullish on Bitcoin. Than I, just
1: always, right? Always more bullish than the day before.
0: Yeah, I mean the macro factors, and again, I don't want to like pump the company I work for outside of this this media company too much, but like just what I'm seeing on the ground with the mining stuff is just like it's inevitable in my point, in my mind. Like it just makes too much sense. I love it.
1: I love yeah. it. Uh, Digital I pipelines.
0: Visual pipelines uh and we announced i mean we talked about last week or excuse me uh, the live episode but should be uh rehashed pun included uh the equinor uh, project with caruso energies mining bitcoin to reduce their flare gas is a very 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 underappreciated story in this market right now you have equinor which is two-thirds owned by norway by the state and directly contributes to their sovereign wealth fund uh in the bitcoin mining game that's pretty huge
1: massive we need yeah. we need norway and the fed to just start buying bitcoin they should just put it on their balance sheets
0: yeah i've got Make a, a name hey, for yourself if anybody from the fed or on the economic advisory team for president trump wants to talk about how you could successfully speculative hack your own currency and get, get away with it. Uh, reach
1: out. Did that's an important topic. Uh, did you watch David Blaine's, uh, (laughs) reenactment of the movie up? I did. I
0: watched part of it. Uh, that was, uh, I laughed out loud because I, I caught it midstream like when he was just floating and it was like a, a faraway view of him just holding a bunch of balloons. Just holding a <laughs> and bunch like, of balloons floating up.
1: It's <laughs> like, what the fuck? 800,000 people watching the live stream. You know what?
0: Everybody's bored on a Tuesday. It's going to happen.
1: I was watching it.
0: I watched it for a little <sighs> bit. David Blaine pushing himself to the physical limits. Do you remember when he tried to hold his breath for like 11 minutes yeah. and failed? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I do, I do remember. One day yeah. we'll get him into Bitcoin. One day. Who knows?
0: He may already be. Maybe he's a freak. He's a man of mystery, hey, David. Da- if you're listening, tweeted us. The invite is open. Uh, I think the humidity spiked about eighty percent between the beginning of this episode and the end. I'm sweating bullets right now. If you couldn't tell.
1: Well, I'm inside with the fan on, so. Yeah. I am not.
0: You have your door up though, I can hear the birds.
1: Yeah, my dog was I don't know if the freaks heard, but my dog was just harassing me at one point, so hopefully it wasn't it. too annoying.
0: I think the freaks like the animal background noises. Sorry it didn't rain this episode. I know you guys like the soothing rain. Um Yeah, but we're an hour and twenty nine minutes in. I think it's a good place to end it, Matt. Been a
1: great rip. I'm um, two stacks into a three stack kind of day. Stay humble, stack sets. Peace and love, freaks.